mid-trip report from Park Place and the Boardwalk, clocking in at 35 minutes and 19 seconds. We're not going to beat that tonight. I don't think we're going to beat that. Let me limber up my vocal muscles so I can talk for 35 minutes and 20 seconds. Howdy, it's Thursday, January 11th, 2018, and this is episode 64 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Happy New Year. Uh, I don't know if you can still say Happy New Year on the 11th of the year, but... Uh, sure you can. You know what's not good is that I was a liar last episode when I said that this episode would be our best of 2017. Well, it, it is not as, our best of as it turns out, there was some some relevant news that has come out in the last few days, and I, I think we both agreed that it's important enough that we should talk about it. Yeah, not wait another and, uh, two. We weeks. also have a trip report, so yeah. that's all more that's, important stuff than best of 2017. Yeah, well, let's kind of jump right in, I guess, since we've already teased it. Uh, the big piece of news that came out was it earlier in the week or was it late last week? was that the Revel has officially been sold. Uh, even Glenn Straub uh, came out and sort of admitted it in a weird, rambly press release. With many uh, typos. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like My it was favorite part of the press release is that every time it said it's in it, like the possessive it's, which is not supposed to have an apostrophe, it had IT lowercase, capital S, and then an apostrophe after the S. <laughs> It happened multiple times in the press great. release. There were like random numbers in there too. <laughs> that were like there would be like a word and then a number at the end of it. It was good. But if this is how he goes out of Atlantic City, is there any other way you could have imagined it happening? No. No. I mean, knocking down the rebel would have been the Re- other way, I guess. Re- reading the press release, it was like everything is right in the world. Yeah. This is how this man has to exit the city. <laughs> it was a good one. I mean, at least you don't have to worry, like, was this written by some PR firm or whatever? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Would appear not. <laughs> so we'll have to link up that press release, but do you want to talk about the actual details of the sale, Craig? Yeah, so this was first reported by uh, Wayne Perry from the Associated Press. Uh, the sale uh, it was reported on January 4th, so last Thursday, that this sale was finalized. Uh, like we suspected, or like many filings before this have indicated, Bruce Dyfik, uh, who is a Colorado-based investor, is the buyer. $200 million is the sale price. I know we had talked in the last episode about you know, $175 million uh, for opening costs and renovations and things like that. Uh, that was out of a totally separate, you know, that was Moody's, I think, um, in their assessment of the sale before the sale was official. Uh, it seems like the 10 management team um, is still involved as, you know, planning to be involved in casino management here. So, and that was one of the things that uh, Glenn Straub said in his press release was basically like the team that was going to lease the casino with the option to buy, he said, has like found money basically to buy the casino. I don't know how much of that is accurate. He did say that they were planning to call it 10. We now know that that is not the case. They're calling it Ocean Resort Casino. Uh, So the first question is, is that better than 10? Yes. Is it significantly better than 10? 
I think so. I think 10 is the worst possible name they could have chosen out of the options being Ocean, 10, and Rebel. I feel like 10 is clearly the worst, right? Of those three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. I mean, Rebel, they couldn't have called it Rebel. Like, they just couldn't have gone right back to Rebel, I don't think. The ocean is fine. Yeah, so, I, I mean, there was some talk of, like, oh, is this is Resorts going to be mad about this? But, like, Resorts, is, I, I'm doubt, I doubt no, Resorts is mad that no, Harris Resort is, is It's Harris. like Borgata Resort because, you know. Right, so I, I think... I think focusing on Ocean Resort Casino is is not what you should be focusing on. It's just Ocean. Like I'm guessing that logos and everything will just be Ocean. Uh, they it is reported that they want to open a sports book and that they want to open this summer. I'll link to the Wayne Perry article in the show notes. Uh, the other thing I'll link to is the tweet from MES Rosenberg that has the full Glenn Straub press release so that you can read it in all it, his, it his is glory. Good. I, I do recommend you have to you have to read the press release. So, do you think this is it for Glenn Straub and AC? Is he out of here, done with? Probably. I mean, the press release talks about, like, this is only a small portion of his Atlantic City holdings, blah, blah, blah. But I, I think he's done. Yeah, so he's, he claims that he still owns over 60 properties in Atlantic <laughs> City. Uh, and that he plans to, this is a quote, move forward and be a spark for catalyzing econ- economic development. No, economic movement, sorry. In Atlantic City. Uh, I, I can't imagine that he actually has too much desire to stick around. And my guess is that nobody's going to say, I'm sitting on all this land. Who wants it? Fire sale time. <laughs> like you're not going to put that in a press release. So, uh, we'll see if he starts, you know, selling those things off. I think we're going to get a pretty good indication, but I can't imagine that he wants to hang around without this mega resort option. And now that he's also been, Denied for Baderfield, he kind of doesn't really have any big development options anymore mm-hmm. in AC. So, uh, and also to me, like the fact that he sold it for two hundred million dollars indicates that he's ready to get out of here. Because I think we've both said that that's a. I mean, we definitely have both said that we think that's a low number. Yep. Uh, so I, I mean, so let's let's talk about the number a little bit. So he he was in for he bought it for eighty eight. Is that right, Craig? I think it was 82. 82. And, and then it was another 25 for the power plant. Yeah, and 20, another he, 25 and he, or 30. And he took another 25 of debt, I think, in that deal. Okay. And... I mean, he said know, to pay to keep it open, like to keep he, the heat right. on. Right. I mean, I know at one point they said that it was $3 million a month just to keep everything like pay the bills but i think that may have been when they were paying the old power plant company yeah that's what the old power plant company wanted per month Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's anything close to what they were actually paying but uh i mean i think i think between the fact that it sounds like to me like he did not make a lot of money at all in this deal when you consider what he's in for and what he was probably paying just to keep some utilities on to make sure the property didn't end up in horrible shape. And the fact that there were public offers that were higher than this makes me suspect maybe a little something more may have happened here. Like maybe he still owns something that's somehow affiliated with, this property or 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe something else happened because it, it is strange, right? When there's a public offer for two twenty five or two thirty, yeah. that he would sell it for two hundred. Right. I mean, I, uh, he did say that ten had the option to buy. So I don't know if that throws a wrinkle mm-hmm. in the other offer from whatever the New York investment firm was uh, that we talked about a couple of times. Many, not many, but what five, six episodes ago at this point. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't really know how that works, but yeah, it does seem strange that they would, that he would have gotten less out of it than that. Um, but who knows what the contract was with this management group. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I haven't, it's interesting. I haven't seen Robert Landino's name mentioned at all in all of this. And he was supposed to be the CEO of Tan. Uh, well, so I thought Glenn Straub didn't know who he was. Yeah. Right. That too. <laughs> until like later that day, it was announced <laughs> that he was going to be the CEO of 10. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. There have been rumors of other people who are going to come in and run the casino who are not Robert Landino. Like, I think Mark Giuliano is is somebody who's mentioned uh, who has ha- has a history in Atlantic City. Um, he, he used to be at Sands, I'm pretty sure, but maybe Sands Bethlehem. But it's it'll be interesting to see if if someone other than Landino comes in and is in his running the casino because everything that we've talked about with this deal seemed to have been the 10 management group is coming in and and uh basically just found money to get Glenn Straub out and actually open the thing so yeah i don't know about all that uh those things are just rumors so we don't know if if this guy Mark Giuliano is actually going to come in but uh what else is that it for our, our 10 slash no, now? I, we can't call it 10 so. anymore. I, it's ocean. I think there's a lot more stuff we need to talk about. Like so what? now that it's actually official, I think we... So first, I mean, I think the first question that I have for you is, when's this thing going to open? They they want to open it this summer. So I think that means it's going to be after Card Rock, right? Because Hard Rock's an open Memorial Day weekend. Or at least that's the plan. No, so and Hard Rock is they, now advertising they, summer 2018. Oh, are they? So their sign in Atlantic City says summer 2018. Mm-hmm. So I think they've given. I think they are realistic about Memorial Day mm-hmm. not being real. I mean, I'm guessing they would also say Memorial Day is like summer, quote unquote. But right. uh, no, I don't think I don't think Hard Rock's going to make Memorial Day. I'd be very surprised. So you don't think? So, so which casino do you think is going to open first now that we know that it's actually gone through? I mean, I've said Revel slash 10 slash Ocean. Well, not Ocean, but Revel slash 10 um, in the past. I've, I'm going to stick with that. I think Ocean just barely beats beats them out unless there's some major drawback. I just think that they're going to – they just have to do less. Like, they're closer to the finish line. We know that they have their casino license application in – and so they're probably, you know, getting ready to move and, and they don't have to gut the place. You know, they're, I don't think they're going to go crazy the way that Hard Rock is going crazy in Taj Mahal. Mm-hmm. So I'm sticking with Ocean. What do you think? Uh, I, I would definitely have, have my money on uh, the Hard Rock at this point because we don't really know what they need to do in 10. I mean, I know that we talked last episode or a couple episodes ago about how the renovation budget seemed surprisingly large for it. So we don't know exactly what they're going to do. You know, hard rock by all accounts has been hard at work getting the Taj back up and running. So they have a pretty big head start. Um, I, I would definitely say hard rock 
if you want to place a wager on it, Craig. Yeah, I'll place a wager on it. All I right. think I think it's going to be Ocean by a nose. Whoever loses has to buy lunch next time we're in Atlantic City or something. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, I'll, I'll buy you. Well, lunch next time it. we're in Atlantic City after one of them opens. Yeah, we should we should say the lunch has to be at whichever one opens first. Oh yeah, I think that's fair. Sounds good. We're never going to remember that's, this bet, but some 100%. listener will remind us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so the other thing I think that can be talked about now, at least a bit more seriously, is let's take a step back and take a more holistic look at the city. What what does this mean? What does this mean for the other casinos? What does this mean for the city? Uh, you know, we're going to have two new, very large casinos coming back on the market this summer. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> Rising tide lifts all ships, Kyle. Everybody's uh-huh. going to make more money. Not just that everybody's going to stay like making the money they're making now. Everyone's going to make more. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's definitely what's going to happen, right? We've seen that. History seems to indicate that that's what will happen. So I, I know you're being a bit tongue-in-cheek there. but A bit. Just a bit. I wouldn't. I don't think it's impossible that everyone does end up making more money next year than this year. And just so as of the time we've gone to press, uh, the December earnings are not out yet for Atlantic city. So we can't see exactly how all of the casinos did in 2017. Uh, it'll probably be coming out tomorrow or Friday, but, uh, it looks like all the casinos are going to, uh, make more money in 2017 than they did in 2016, except maybe uh, Bally's and Harrah's. And I think Harrah's probably will end up making more, just very slightly more. Bally's looks like it's it's not going to. But I, I don't think it's unreasonable to say that all of the casinos in 2018 will make more money than they made in 2017, except maybe Bally's again. So I could see that, but I, I'd be concerned going forward beyond... 2019 20, is yeah. what you're worried about. Yeah, I think I think 2019, once people have sort of decided which one of these properties they like and there's a bunch of new stuff there, if Bally's, and I'm reluctant to say Caesars, I don't think Caesars is going to close, but if they don't put some serious money into those two properties, I think they're going to start to get hurt because they're going to be... They're going to feel more dated than they're going to be in the bottom, you know, three or four properties in Atlantic city in terms of feeling very dated mm-hmm. because they've just put less money into improving. Like they've just spent less on improving over the past five years than anyone else in the city. So, you know, people have talked about in, in our Facebook group and everything you see Facebook group, um, you know, Bally's re- just renovated the casino floor. They're doing the Jubilee rooms. I don't think that really means anything. Like the casino floor renovation at Bally's was less than $6 million, I think. The Jubilee renovations have been painfully slow getting those rooms updated. I mean, it's been going on for, I think, two years almost now, and still it's not a huge percentage of the rooms in the in the Bally's Tower. So to me, I think Bally's, if they don't do something drastic, is going to get hit really hard, and it may not be... 2018 summer 2018 late 2018 it may be 2019 but i'd be very worried about them and even if they stay profitable we've seen that that doesn't necessarily mean caesars will keep them open so i could see them selling it off i could see them 
closing it and and making Wild Wild West part of Caesars or some other uh, scenario. I, I'd be I'm very worried about ballets, but uh, I don't know. What's your take? Do you, I mean, you said you think it's possible that the pie grows in 2018, but do you think that's actually the likely scenario? Yeah, I I think so. I think if if Revel and Hard Rock didn't open, the pie would grow anyway in 2018, and I think it's it only can help. Yeah, um, that's a good point. So the pie is definitely going to grow. Yeah, the trajectory uh, I mean, is already upward. Right. I mean, Atlantic City is recovering for sure. Uh, yeah, Bally's. I mean, I I think we've said since episode one that I expect at some point Bally's to close, and I I still do. Um, uh, is it's possible that if the pie grows enough, Caesars might decide that they want to keep Bally's open. Uh, but uh, if if you told me a casino was going to close in twenty. 18, 2019, I would, I would think it was Bally's and I would be shocked, honestly, if it was any other casino in the city. Yeah. And the, and the big thing about that is even though they have, their gambling revenue has totally stabilized. It's the only one that stagnated over the last year. Like they have not really shown any growth. And actually, I think you said shown a little decline. I think they're they're probably going to end up losing or not. They're going to end up making slightly less money in gaming revenue this year that they, than they did last year. And like I said, them and Harris are the only two that really haven't shown or really won't grow this year. Yeah. So, and, and Harris, you know, they've put way more money into Harris. They've done the waterfront room renovations. They've done the conference, the conference center. center. Yeah. They are clearly positioning Harris to be their sort of main property. Uh, and I mean, I it, mean it's a crappy casino, though. I, I yeah. don't especially want to go there and gamble. No, not at all. But they're positioning that to be like their, you know, conference right. conference joint. Uh, I mean, if I was running Caesars, I would say, why do we need a marina casino and two boardwalk casinos? I'd say we let's have a big boardwalk casino and a big conference casino hotel on the marina and be done with it. But uh you know, that's without seeing the books. That's just, you know, <laughs> some sort of basic uh, sense of, of what's going on. But maybe it's also because I don't really love Bally's. <laughs> you hate casino employees. You don't yeah. want them to have their jobs. Apparently. Hey, look, they're going to get a ton of new jobs. It'll be fine. Uh, that's how that works, right? Pretty pretty rude. Yeah, so callous, All right. cold. So is there anything else that this means for Atlantic City? I mean... Uh, do you think that maybe, well, you know, I think the north side of the boardwalk is going to have something that it, it's never really had, especially if these both work out. I mean, Revel yeah. was always a beautiful property, but when it was open, it was A, badly mismanaged, and B, didn't have anything really worth seeing around it because, you know, Resorts was in way worse shape a couple of years ago than it is now, and the Taj was an absolute shithole. Right. And Showboat was, you know, also a shithole. So what? Showboat was the best. I mean, it was great, but <laughs> I wouldn't call Showboat you a, a shithole. It, you know, if you look at it through, like, with a very sober look, I mean, it wasn't the nicest casino in Atlantic City. I think the weird. Thing... Do you think that the Hard Rock and the Revel both opening up on the the north, the north part of the boardwalk? Do you think that might spill over and it might end up doing? you know, helping out resorts and maybe hurting some of the other properties, whether it be a Tropicana or some of the Marina properties. Yeah. I mean, I think a big shift North probably is not good for Tropicana. Um, 
I mean, I don't think, again, I think it's probably bad for Bally's. Um, I could see the spillover where it helps resorts. I'm very interested to see what this means for Showboat because I could see it either people saying, I want to be here. I'm going to buy these rooms even though there's nothing going on in this property just so that I can – because it's smack between Hard Rock and, and Ocean now, right? Um, mm. But I could also see it say, see it being, well, now it's sandwiched between a ton of brand new rooms and it just can't compete. So mm. it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And I, and I – it's it's weird. It's a situation where I can't imagine it's neutral for them. <laughs> like I feel like it has to be either really really good for them or really really bad for them, um, and I just am not sure which it is. Uh, I mean, generally, I think people tend to avoid things that are bad, and Showboat is like actively bad. Yeah, like, it feels no, like it's, it's almost terrible. going out of its way to be bad. So I can't imagine people putting up with that when there are whatever it's going to be, 3,000 plus rooms all around it opening up that are not available or weren't available the past two summers now. So mm-hmm. I expect it's bad for them. I, I don't know. I, I don't know that the rising tide ra- raises the showboat. How's that? <laughs> Nothing. I'll, t- I'll take a delayed reaction on that. Uh, it was bad. It was bad. So what's your favorite? You should be ashamed. I'm a little bad. ashamed. Uh, I guess you know me better than I know myself. Uh, <laughs> not as ashamed as that. <laughs> uh, so what's your favorite Glenn Straub moment, if he truly is gone from Atlantic City? Well, the thing with Glenn Straub, I don't think there's any singular moment of greatness. He had more of like a sustained glory about, you know, especially when he first moved into the city and he first bought it. Of I mean, glory it in terms prime. of just like awesome right. for us to read the ridiculousness. Right. Of just him saying completely outlandish things that everyone knew none of them were going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I can't pinpoint just one exact Glenn Straub moment. Just it, it was sustained greatness while he was here. And, it's a whole package. Yeah. High speed catamarans. Right. School for geniuses. Syrian right. refugees. Oh, yeah. What am I missing? The cryogenesis, whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, cryogenesis, life extension, under uh, underground uh, sidewalks. Hospital was a recent one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were a lot of good ones. I don't know. I mean, my favorite moment is still like tons of reports. Robert Landino and Ten are going to be the casino operating company. Him being like, I have no idea who that is, and then like hours later basically being like yeah that's them i wish they would have not like i wish they would have picked a better name he didn't say that but he was kind of like you know i was gonna pay someone ten thousand dollars to come up with a name and yeah and they i had forgotten about that yeah and he's kind of like still waiting for his money i know for pearl yeah yeah that was a better name they should still it was a better name yeah (laughs) so i mean I've, i've certainly heard complaints going back to the name just for a second that like oh it's generic it doesn't sound like anything ocean uh but again, if it's good and it's run well, nobody's going to think twice about saying like, oh yeah, I'm going to play at Ocean. I'm going to Ocean. I mean, it sounds weird, but... It sounds a little weird, but it's it'll, fine. You'll get used to it. Yeah, it I also, agree. I think it's fine. I it think also, Pearl is a better name, but they sorry. didn't want to pay Mike C is 10 grand. I know they didn't. I understand. Uh, I also tried to cut you off there like four times, but... Uh, it's fine. I'm used to it. It does look like Ocean, right? Like that was the inspiration for the freaking building. So yeah. 
when you look at it, it's going to make sense. 10, that wouldn't have made any freaking sense at all. So no, 10, 10 was terrible. So I have my shirt. I bought a Revel shirt and I put Sharpie through Revel and wrote 10. Now I have to write like, <laughs> just kidding, Ocean. <laughs> Which I'm going to do. Wasn't there a very short-lived like Asian-themed name or was he t- at least talking about making it an Asian-themed name? Yeah, before before, before 10, 10 happened, he said he was hoping for an Asian-themed name. Like he was aiming for that because he felt uh-huh. like that was a market that he could uh, – yeah whatever uh attract so yeah all right why don't you talk about your uh your trip to atlantic city which i I honestly don't know anything about so 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 really quickly from last episode i know i talked for both uh daryl McEwen and eric rosenthal about total rewards and i just want to clarify his eric rosenthal's position since he went on facebook and said hey you got it for the most part but let me just clarify uh so if you're in our Facebook group, you've seen this already, but he said, and I will quote, if seven stars comps are based only on ADT, there are nicer places to stay. While I may still get a comp every time, it's no longer worth it to give CET the vast majority of my play. Uh, so basically what he's saying is with the lack of the guaranteed rooms, comped rooms for seven stars um, and the other downgrades, basically if he's going to play enough where he's earning 150,000 tier credits or even 25,000 tier credits, Tons of casinos in NAC are going to want that play. So that is something that I hadn't really thought about. And it's just sort of the point that Total Rewards does not operate in a vacuum. And that's especially true based on what we're talking about with Hard Rock and uh, Ocean. Rebel 10 Ocean. Um, so with those things opening, like it'll be interesting to see if a bunch of seven stars and high diamond players are thinking like, well, I just got screwed. So... I'm yeah. gonna try those other things, and I expect that will happen with with some of them. But yeah, and it is it is known that Eric absolutely loves the the Rebel Ocean property. Yes, it's a it's an it's one of those things where I liked it when it was open, and I sort of forgot how much I liked it until I went back and looked at pictures. Um, and somebody in our Facebook group posted that, uh, you know, what do you want to see from Rebel? It was, it was Wayne, Wayne Perry. It is Wayne Perry. Yes, so. so he, <laughs> He posted like three things right in succession. He's been a busy man <laughs> in our <laughs> uh, Facebook group. And so he posted, you know, what do you want to see in the property? And it's it was funny how myself included, so much of the stuff was they wanted to see Revel bring back stuff that was already at Revel, whether it was restaurants or clubs. Um, I mean, obviously a lot of people said, you know, $10 blackjack all the time and like easy comps and, and right. $99 room rates, 365 Stuff that doesn't year. necessarily make sense from a business perspective. Right, but would be great for the gamblers. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I do think they need to have a really robust players club and and be aggressive with marketing early on. Uh, but you know, just thinking about that and seeing all the things that were great, like to me, I was like, I want that Distrito Cantina taco taco truck. That was awesome. I want Muscle Bar because that was really good. Uh, and just, I mean, otherwise, the, like, public areas, you look at pictures of it, and it's like, man, this was a great, great property. Really just on par with the best stuff in Vegas. And and an experience in Atlantic City that is, like, really took advantage of, here is something in Atlantic City that is an experience that you're going to go here and say, wow, I cannot get this anywhere else. And it's almost shocking in that lens that it failed so badly. Uh but, you know, mismanagement is a terrible thing. So, yeah. Moving on to the trip report. I, I do have to say it has been interesting reading everyone's responses to that question. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. If you've got more to add, go at it. No, I, I, I don't. I just have enjoyed reading what everyone has to say. I mean, I think that a lot of people are like, it just needs to be the same as it was when it was open, which I think that's probably a bit misguided because internet closed. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I was almost reluctant to say what I said because I was like, it can't be turnkey. They can't just go in and open it. <laughs> right. As is. Because it obviously didn't work the first time. Right. And, the, and I think they need to be able to sell it as new. Um, you know, they can't be like re-experience Rebel for the first time. Right. As much as, you know, the few of us that did experience Rebel the first time would love it, I don't think it's a good way to sell the property. But I mean, I think it is kind of an interesting question if you want to think about it. Like how much of the issues were because of mismanagement? I mean, I think the answer is quite a bit. A lot. But how much of it was just that it was a new property opening up at the absolute just worst time you could open is, up a new yeah. property in Atlantic City? Really poor and just, I mean, I mean just, just bad decisions made to get it time. to opening. Yeah, really yeah. bad timing. I mean, they, yeah, they never should have finished that property. Yeah, well. I mean, it should have been like the Fontainebleau in Vegas. It should have just been the guts of the building and nothing else. Yeah, well, when you get a bunch of tax abatements, you, yeah. you push through and, and do it. Uh, and then lose a bun- you lose a million dollars a week or whatever they were losing at one point. Anyway, how, how was last weekend? It was extremely fun. So it was my anniversary trip with my wife. Uh, I think it was the fourth time we've done an anniversary trip. Uh, I think last time I was on, we were on, I said I had an ocean tower room for 50 bucks at Caesars. I did manage to get a last minute comped Centurion Tower Ocean View Premium Room. So that was a nice upgrade. Uh, I think I got that with like two days to spare while AC was buried under whatever it was, 11 or 12 inches of snow. Uh, then two days later, that rate was like 260 something dollars. So I guess everybody saw their comp rooms and decided to take advantage. But we were in a very nice room. Uh, we were actually on the 44th floor, which is the top floor of the Centurion Tower. So that was kind of cool. Uh, the room did smell like uh, some ganj when we first got there. So whoever <laughs> was there before us was certainly enjoying the life. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know about weed etiquette, but I feel like if you're going to know you're going to smoke some weed, get a smoking room. I think what you're doing is smoking, even if it's not the smoking they're talking about. Uh, I don't know. Um, but, I mean, it, it dissipated by the end of the night. Uh, so we checked in. We went down to the Diamond Lounge at Caesars to take advantage of my new Diamond status for my first Diamond Lounge trip on my actual card. used whatever it was, 2,000 rewards credits. Why would you go to Caesars and not Valleys? One of the nicer spread, better food. Mm. Okay. Uh, so the, yeah, it was actually the, the buffet was good. It was funny. Like both my wife and I kept going back for salad, which seems really dumb, but like they had a really good salad, <laughs> salad option. Are you still traumatized from the time you just had, had the fish? Oh no, it wasn't the fish. It was the, it was the prime rib uh, <laughs> when I was already sick. So I won't blame. Yeah, you were in bad shape before that. Yeah, so was, you can't yeah. blame it on the diamond lounge. Um, no, I mean the food was pretty good. Uh, you know, it's not amazing, but it's, it's just solid sort of standard buffet food. Uh, Jeff, our server in the Diamond Lounge, was excellent. Um, yeah, you know, the one servers the, are all excellent in Diamond Lounges. Yeah, and one of the things I was I was sort of worried about is, like, are we going to go in and then you can't get a beer? You're sitting there forever. But no, like, you've got status, so they're going to treat you well. And, and he actually, you know, hung out a little bit and talked to us about, you know, kids and, and various stuff. So he was really good, uh, very attentive. My beer would get to, like, a quarter left, and there was another beer there for me. So that was good, although... I'll have more about why that maybe wasn't so good later. Uh, <laughs> um, so then, then we headed out to the outlets, uh, ran into Terry and Stephanie, who you and I have met before. Uh, 
in the lobby at Caesars, talk to them for a few minutes. So uh, good to see them again. Sad we couldn't meet up again later. I think we just crossed paths and sort of didn't actually end up in the same place at the same time. But we went around to the outlets. It was like 15 degrees outside. Figured we'd just go pop into a couple shops. Ended up spending over three hours wandering around the outlets. Bought an unbelievable amount of stuff. Came back with like six shopping bags. So... You know, I always say I love the outlets, and and we always end up getting a lot of time at at the outlets. And apparently, even the bitter, bitter cold does not stop us. So, uh, so that was good. I was very happy with that. Um, and then came back, got ready, and went to dinner at Nero's. So I actually didn't even look into Morton's um, if they took it or not because Nero's actually looked like a more interesting space. And so I figured, I, I agree. I think you made the right decision. Yeah, like Morton's is everywhere. Nero's is only in Atlantic City. So. Uh, rest in peace, Vegas yeah, Nero's. Rest in peace. Or not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll say Nero's, cool atmosphere, um, kind of a just a cool space. The service is very, very attentive. It was really good. Uh, I got a 24-ounce porterhouse steak, uh, which I never would have bought if I didn't have the Diamond Celebration dinner because it was 65 bucks. Uh, it was excellent, just completely fantastic, cooked perfectly, seasoned perfectly, uh, I got a cocktail that was incredibly heavy-handed. Like, it was a full glass, and they came out with another little carafe where they had to put the rest in because the bartender poured too much, um, which, again, I'll talk more about why that maybe wasn't the best thing, but it was nice <laughs> at the time. Uh, my wife got a seafood linguine, which I thought tasted really good, but I only had a few bites of. She liked it but wasn't super high on it. It did kind of feel like they were just... Uh, saying, here's linguine and clam sauce, and here's all the seafood we have uh, in it. And for $50 plus, it seemed kind of ridiculous. So I I did really like Nero's. I thought it was good. I thought it was an experience. Like, that's the best description. It's like an experience. It's something you should do in Atlantic City because it's cool. Uh, But definitely a hard sell to do it without a major discount because it was extraordinarily expensive, I think, for... I mean, it was good food. Like, I got very good food. Cocktails were good. But uh, it just felt like a lot for everything. Like, everything on the menu was, like, $50 plus. So you can't get out of there for cheap. Um, I almost felt like I had to get steak just because the non-steak stuff felt so expensive for what you got. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I think I think at a steak at a nice steakhouse where if you're paying 50 bucks plus for everything anyway, you may as well get the steak. Yeah, but... It was all very good. Uh, I would go back with another celebration dinner, I think, without hesitation. Um, so I know people. there are people who really, really love it. Uh, so more power to you if you've got the, the scratch to, to go to Nero's on, on the regular, but that is not us. <laughs> uh, after that, we went down to the pie gal table at the Caesars Asian Room. And met up with Carl in April. So Carl, I think you met Carl, right? At I met I met Carl at MGM, MGM. when Doctor Mike was in yeah. town. Uh, so we hung out and played Pi Gal. My wife actually went. I feel to, like I met him somewhere else too. But okay, go ahead. Uh, so my wife actually went to bed, and I was like, "Ooh, here's my chance to play." <laughs> so she so she went to bed. I think before ten. <laughs> it was pretty early. It may be maybe a little after ten, um, and that I for some reason I decided that gave me like five hours of gambling time. Mm-hmm. Um, so sat there, played with them for a really long time, had an awesome time hanging out with them. Uh, I was pretty much up the entire time. I was up like, you know, 
a maximum of $150. I don't think I was ever down. Uh, ended up cashing de- cashing out up 100 which was cool. Uh, April hit five aces uh, in Pi yeah. with $5 on the bonus. So, yeah, I uh, saw that. 400 to 1. Group. Yeah, so 400 to 1 payout. Carl also had $5 on the bonus, so he got 250 for his Envy. Uh, so that's a nice, nice payout for them. Got to see them get some some pumpkin chips, which is cool. Or April get some pumpkin chips, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, must have been nice for her. Just to th- I think she just basically played until all she had left was her two thousand, and was like, "Well, that's a bunch of money, so I'm out." And we were there for a long time, um, and I got more cocktails, and that was about when things get hazy for me. So <laughs> kind of lost track of time. Um, Apparently, I was there for a long time because I got a lot of tier credits for that Pi Gao session, which makes no sense because I wouldn't have thought $25 Pi Gao would get you rated very much. Uh-huh. Uh, was feeling pretty good about life and should have just called it a night at that point, you know, up 100 bucks, uh, had some cocktails. But then I was like, you know what? I had a lot of fun at Zorkfest at the Bally's uh, lobby bar, so I'm going to head over there for a beer. So I sat there, slow played some 25 cent, um, I don't know, I don't even, Deuces Wild or something like that. Uh, the service there, so the pay tables there are terrible. Let, let's just uh-huh. get that out of the way. It's it's an awful, if you want to play it's not the B-bar. good video poker, yeah, the lobby bar at Bally's has awful pay tables. Like 7-5, jacks are better, and I'm, I'm sure none of the other games are much better. The service is incredibly fast, so... The problem with that, the nice thing about that is you get beers very fast. The problem with that for me was I was already, you know, five drinks deep or, and many of those drinks were very strong and, and that's not counting the diamond lounge. So it was a lot. And then I'm getting beers fast at, at, uh, the lobby bar, finish up, lose 40 bucks there uh, over the course of probably an hour or something. And then I'm really like, I need to go to the room. And I was like, you know what? I should probably earn some tier credits. This is a <laughs> dumb thought. You know, I'm still up 60 bucks or whatever. So I put 100 bucks into one of the dollar full-pay jacks or better machines, sit there for a while. And at that point, I know that I lost my $100. I know that. I get up from the machine. I go to Dunkin' Donuts and buy two donuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even remember which two donuts. And at some point, I was like, I definitely left my machine, my card in the machine, and I think I may have left money in the machine. <laughs> and so I was very nervous, and I'm like panicked, going back and looking at the machines. I can't even like see straight at this point. I'm like looking through my like stack of casino cards and and room keys and everything, being like, I definitely, I only have one of my two diamond cards because I brought both so that Andrew could play on my card. Uh, and I was like, oh man, I forgot it. And I was like, whatever, I definitely, I probably lost the hundred bucks. There's no money in that machine. Go up to the room, go to bed, wake up feeling really, really bad the next morning. Shockingly, like four hours later, I wake up just feeling horrendous. Uh, toasted coconut crumbs strewn about the bed for my donut. I can only imagine it was as good for the donut as it was for me. Uh, still don't know what the other donut I got was. Get up, well, lay in bed for like multiple hours, finally get up and shower, uh, go look through my wallet and stuff. I had, I was aware enough to put into my phone that I lost the hundred dollars at the video poker. So clearly I didn't leave any money in the machine and also found two, both my diamond cards when I actually was, you know, in the sober light of day. Uh, so 
yeah, so then, uh, so then, you know, we got ready, checked out very, very leisurely. I think we finally checked out right at noon, went to Gilchrist uh, in the marina and in Gardner's Basin and, and got a breakfast that my stomach was not quite ready for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but even with all, so I didn't really touch the eggs or the, the sausage. I looked at the picture later and I was like, man, I really want those eggs and sausage. <laughs> like once I was, once I was feeling fine. But the pancakes were fantastic. Like I, those are those are exactly how I like my pancakes. It's crazy cheap, right? Yeah, I mean, just thin. I think it was like twenty five bucks for everything. Like two big meals, coffees, uh, and tip. And so it was really cheap. But just big, thin, but fluffy pancakes. There's like exactly how I want my pancakes. So I'll definitely be back to Gilchrist. Hopefully without a overdoing it uh, type <laughs> night beforehand. And then we just drove home. I mean, that was all we did that day. I drove home. I felt totally better by the time we got to my in-laws to pick up my daughter. It was like, I was tired, but it was, you know, everything, no headache, no stomach. So, you know, I'll say worth it. I know it's not something that I want to do regularly, but it was, you know, for a very rare night away from, from the kid and also with a decent <laughs> amount of gambling time. I feel like I took advantage. I mean, that's how you should wake up in Atlantic City, right? Just yeah. covered in toasted coconut. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good. I think that, yeah, that's a sign of a good trip. If it was resorts, the donut would have been cheaper. Which I, that's, yeah, no, know, that's, yeah, the resorts Dunkin' Donuts is yeah. definitely better. So my total losses on the trip fourteen dollars. Which, for, considering the amount of time I gambled, which I got more rewards credits this trip. I mean, more tier credits this trip than I did at Zorkvest. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it your all-time high in tier credits? No, nowhere close. No, yeah. um, half maybe, but. Mm. Uh, but I, you know, I didn't, it was t- probably typical. It was like in line. I'm not going to get my typical punitive rates that I get after my anniversary trip. So that's really nice. So for only losing $14, also like sort of staying in line with my regular play, that's kind of nice. I'll take a $14 loss on that. Mm-hmm. Um, any other questions about uh, the trip? I think that's everything that yeah, I had. It was good. It was good. Yeah. So uh, I would like to say I highly recommend Nero's. The food is good. The atmosphere is good. The service is good. So expensive. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's a steakhouse. It's kind of supposed to be. Yeah, that's true. I know, yeah, and I don't, you know, uh, I think Terry went to Guy's Chop House and said the, mm-hmm. basically the same thing. Like, good, but overpriced for what you get. Steakhouse mm-hmm. is going to happen. Uh, so it was fun. I mean, I, again, like Zorkfest basically stayed in Valley's Caesars didn't really go anywhere else this trip pretty much. I, I don't think we, other than going to the outlets, I don't think we stepped out of Caesars Valley's like everything was in that system. So as much as we've sort of shit on total awards and their changes, I've had a great time the last two trips without really casino hopping, which I typically do. And I've sort of earned more tier credits than I would have otherwise. So I don't know, you know, maybe that helps me get that Centurion premium comp room at the last minute but mm-hmm. uh with hard rock and ocean opening it's going to be hard to stay in that ecosystem especially if there's a status match so it sounds like you've had one good trip in 2018 do you have any any goals for things you want to do in regards to atlantic city in 2018 or number of trips you want to take because i know it's going to be a busy year for you obviously with having another kid soon but yeah, so 2015, when my daughter was born, I only made one trip. Only made it once. So Really? I've already made it once in 2018. We, uh, so that's 
that's the year we when we started the podcast it was 2015 right yeah i think it might have been yeah 2015 november yeah so that's crazy it doesn't seem like we've been doing this for well it hasn't been three years no it's it's been like two years and two months guy let's not get ahead of ourselves 2018 we started in 2015 three years i would very much hope that i get in a couple more trips i would really really like to make it shortly after hard rock at the very least opens like Mm -hmm. i want to see that early early on like i feel about hard rock and a little bit about ocean the way that like the 88 days to macau guys did about the win whatever it was palace so which you said both of the casino names is there one that you actually feel that way toward or feel that towards or is it really both so hard rock right now more because i think it's going to be so different and new revel i've already seen revel so if ocean's going to be very similar to revel i'm not going to feel the same way as much as i'll be excited for that once we start seeing the changes, I feel like I'll feel more that way. But mm-hmm. Hard Rock's the thing that I've I've got sucked up in my head is like it would be awesome to go in the first few weeks of Hard Rock and go check it out and see it sort of in its you know all out for opening kind of stuff. Although sometimes all out for opening also means stuff gets messed up and <laughs> you know they haven't worked out all the kinks. But mm-hmm. uh, I do want to get there shortly after that. Uh, so I'm I'm very reserved in my hopes for for myself getting to AC in 2018. Cause I know it's going to be tough. Um, but my hopes are like maybe a summer trip and a fall trip or something. So, or a win- summer and a winter or something like that. So we'll see. Uh, you are so going to, your, your goal is two more trips. I feel like that's what I can realistically hope for mm-hmm. and not, you know, without divorce papers waiting for <laughs> me when I get home after so, the second. So, but, but I guess my question about your last trip then, since you didn't mention it. So like how bad a shape were you in, in the morning and how angry exactly was, was Andrea? So full credit to Andrea. Um, I have apparently found the perfect person for me. She was not mad in the least. <laughs> she was like, I just wanted to sleep in. So you being like all <laughs> sicko and not wanting to do anything is perfect. Cause I, all I want to do is sleep in. I didn't want to go down and gamble. In the morning, uh-huh. I just wanted to sleep in and then go get good breakfast somewhere. So we, so she got, you know, got what she wanted. Um, and, right. she, and she was even like, and I was like, oh, I feel like such an idiot for like, you know, basically going all out. And she was like, yeah, you don't really get this opportunity that often and was totally understanding. So maybe in her mind, she was thinking like, you're an asshole, but she didn't tell me that. And that's all I need. You know? Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's what's important. If that's the, but that's no, right. she seemed totally like. She liked the trip. She didn't seem too upset. Uh, she felt the appropriate level of, of pity for me, which is, you know, not a lot of pity, <laughs> but, a, but a little. Like, oh, you look like you don't feel so good. Um, <laughs> also, I'm covered in toasted yeah. coconut. <laughs> Why do you have toasted coconut all over? <laughs> uh, but, no, yeah, not too mad. So I, I feel like I, I should feel very lucky about that, right? Yeah. No, that could have gone, gone the other way entirely, right? Yeah. So what about you? You, your kid, you, you should be starting, you know, to feel the reins loosening. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, it's what they, once they turn three months, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you, you know, you got a year. So in the, you know, the second half of 20, 2018, 
I would game think, on. Yeah, you can basically just go for a Friday whenever you want. I would yeah. think. Yeah, I I think you know obviously like you, it's it's going to be tough for me to get there a, a whole lot this year because obviously I have a newborn, and I also have a two year old. So, uh, I don't understand it, what gonna, the problem is. It's going to be tough, but how many times did we go last year? Do you know five? I I think I made it. No, I think five. Four. Oh well, I made it one time. Well, Zorkvest, you were at so five. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what I'm going to say. Yeah, I that's, made it to Zorkvest. Which is, a, you know, that's a good number of trips. So I'd like to make it at least once a quarter, hopefully. So four, uh, I think four Q, 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 Q1 might be tough. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be a little bit tougher because without you going, obviously, I think it's, it's a bit more sale. unlikely that other people would go, and that makes my wife a bit less likely to to sign off on it. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I I'd like to go four times this year, though. So our trips in 2017 were March 9th to the 11th, June mm-hmm. 11th to 12th. Was all... that the one we went to the the deck during? Uh, yes, beat up a gold mm-hmm. nugget. August mm-hmm. 10th to 12th. So what happened in the March trip? Just remind me. March was the one I was sick. Oh, yeah. Right. Of course. June, June <laughs> was the Golden Nugget trip. August uh-huh. was uh, met up with Eric and some other people did Olan for happy hour. Oh, yeah. 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 December 1st, Zorkfest. So that was the, mm-hmm. that's the trip list. Oh, that, that was only four. Was there like oh, a Oh, no. Yeah. We only did make it four times. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I was thinking that my January trip was 2017. It was not. So, yeah. It was... No, I'd, I'd like to do four, four again this year, hopefully. Um, four is typically where we've been at, you know. Four mm-hmm. in in 2017, four in 2016, four in 2014, four in 2013. So, just when we're having babies, we're not making, we're not making the four trips. <laughs> so, I'm not going to make four trips. Like, it's not going to happen. No. What, no. Is there anything that you're like... Do you have a do you have an AC resolution? Like I, I'm I'm riding the Ferris the, the low roller. Yes, I'm. Call, I, my resolution is just to get more people to call it the low roller. Yeah. Uh, if, if we contribute one thing to the world this year, hopefully it's the low roller. So I, you know, I've said in the past, like some of my resolutions are, you know, pay for a damn drink. Like don't like, go to a bar. Don't rely on on gambling right. for all your drinks. I, I think I've done that. Okay. I think my resolution would be to branch out a little bit from the same routine games that I play all the time. So oh, I feel like, like I've gotten into a little bit of like a so like you know, what I've games do you games. feel like you want to play that you don't because that's not a problem I think I have at all. I have a pretty broad base of games that I play. Uh, so I've realized like. I, you know, I rarely play blackjack. I played blackjack a little bit at Zorkfest, but it's, that's really yeah, that is rare true. You really don't ever play blackjack, right? So, so I actually, play a decent bit of blackjack when we go. Yeah. So my sort of question um, for you is like, do you feel like you have gotten into the situation where you're down to just a few table games that you played, or do you feel like you spread it out and try different things? I think I try different things, and I even play like crappy carnival games and stuff. Yeah, see, I Which don't I ever do any of that. Shouldn't, right? If we look at it honestly, but 
So I was sort of wondering, like, did I lose my sense of wonder, like willingness to try new things? Because the first time I went, I just didn't know what anything was. So it's like, sure, I'll play three card poker. I'll play four card poker. I don't care. I'll play blackjack, whatever. I'll play all this stuff. You know, other than a, than a random roulette game at TROP, I can't remember the last time I played anything other than craps, table games. Craps, craps and Pygow and Pygow poker, Pygow tiles, um, and, and blackjack. And even blackjack's incredibly rare for me. And so there have been things that I've been interested in, in like Football Kings, which I, we didn't even make it until they closed it, or, you know, like Baccarat. I think, thought, like, yeah, it would be fun to go sit and play Baccarat. I've played or, some Baccarat, even though I don't. Still don't fully understand the rules. Yeah. I mean, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, the three-card draw poker thing that's at Tropicana now seemed interesting that we talked about several episodes ago. And I never try any of those things. So I don't. So I was sort of wondering today, like, what is it that makes me not do any of those things? Is it just habit? Is it that I've tried the carnival games and I realize I like the games that I like and I'm just going to play those games? I mean, I expect it's a combination. So... So, you know, my questions for you, I think, are relevant because you actually do sort of spread it around a little bit. But, sure. uh, you know, I, I don't know. Like, part of it's that it's intimidating to try a game that you haven't sort of memorized on your phone already that you don't know the strategy for. Mm-hmm. So, like, tiles. I played a ton of tiles on my phone before I ever went and sat a tiles table. That doesn't mean well, I actually... T- tiles is a doing. bit different, too. I mean, tiles is a unique yeah. beast in the casino, I think. But even like you know, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, like it's a different enough game that you that I wouldn't want to just sit down and play it. I, I don't. So I've never rules. played. I would sit down and play. I mean, it's just poker hands, yeah, right? For the most part. So it's not like tiles where literally you're looking at these alien-looking Dots. symbols, <laughs> and you don't even know what's a pair and what's not a pair. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yes, I mean, I think I think tiles has a very unique place in the casino, and and that is a really, I think it's the only game in the casino that the average casino person, or at least the average listener of this podcast, couldn't walk up to a table and figure out in ten minutes at least how to play. Yeah, so I, I mean, beyond how to play, I mean, that's, and that's part of it is like craps, all these games. Like I've spent a lot of time on my phone, even blackjack. Spent a lot of time sort of memorizing what you're supposed to do. And when, so it's, it's hard to go to a game that you don't know, especially when you know for like three card poker, it's just like queen, six, four, queen, six, four, stay in anything worse than that's get out. It's so it's almost, it's almost stressful to go up to a game where you don't know what the strategy is and be like, "Mm, I hope I make the right decisions. And that's really, you know, if you think about it, that's how most people start. It's probably how most people play their entire lives, but it's certainly how most people start in blackjack. Like, Oh, 15 against a six. Like, mm, I guess maybe I should hit. Whereas like, if you know the math, you're like, you would never hit that. That's insane. Why would you do that? Um, but so I wonder if I've sort of like boxed myself into these games. Uh, the other thing that I wonder is I, or that I expect is if I go to something like ultimate Texas Hold'em or like Mississippi stud or some like, or whatever Caribbean stud or any of these games, Mississippi stud and Caribbean stud are both terrible games, but sure. Go ahead. Right. Like if I go and I lose a hundred bucks in 15 minutes, which is certainly possible, I'm going to be annoyed that I didn't have that hundred bucks for craps, which is something I actually want to play. So I feel like that limits me. And since I bring less money, like I don't bring enough money that I can, play that I can be sure that I'm going to get to play four different table games in a night. So 
in that situation, it's like, well, if I go and play Ultimate Texas Hold'em, which I want to try, and it sucks and it goes poorly, like the game sucks and it goes poorly, I'm going to be annoyed and I'm not going to have that money to go play games that I actually want to play. So I think it's sort of a combination of those things of like not knowing the game ahead of time, table well, games are intimidating, and like I'm worried about my bankroll. What are you looking to get out of your trip, Craig? Just fun, man. I mean, I don't know. Let's try new things fun. It is. Variety is the spice of life. Yeah. So so that's sort of my resolution is to try some new things. Um, And so I just want to, like, pick a game, learn the basic rules, go play it, whether that's – I mean, Baccarat, the rules are, like, incredibly simple. It would take 10 minutes to learn. Um, Yeah. I I mean, I don't know it. I know what a natural is, but I I certainly couldn't tell you exactly when the player is going to hit. Right. So – you know, I've got you – know, I looked into Skip Bow a little bit, which is just an awful game, like as far as House Edge. Uh, Three-card draw poker we talked about. Uh, Ultimate Texas Hold'em we've talked about. Asia Poker, which is like a Pi Gal Poker variant. With three. Um, yeah, with, with three sets of hands, which mm-hmm. means you lose way less pushes, right, um, in that situation. Uh So, yeah, I'd like to learn a different game and try some different things. Just be willing to sit down and be like, hey, how do you play this? Like, go <laughs> sit at a table and <laughs> ask the dealer what to do and try it, um, which is scary, which would have been, like, terrifying when I was starting to go to the to Atlantic City and, like, every hand might have been 8% of what I brought on the trip <laughs> if you're playing, like, $25 at a table or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't, you know, I'm at a point where, you know, I'm not going to feel it if I have a bad session at some carnival game. So I might as well try some new things. It's all about getting out of that mode, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it for me. Anything else? Was there supposed to be a question for me in there? Oh, so, well, I guess, so the, well, my question for you was going to be like, do you feel like you are in the same rut, but you clearly have said that you're not. So no, not really. The other question, do you think that it's typical of players that they sort of focus on one or two games? Probably. Um, I mean, there's certainly people who play more than that. But yeah, most people probably go to the casino and are really interested in doing one or two things. Yeah, so I'm not, I, I feel like it's funny. I, I feel like we're almost unique in that we bounce around. And I've said, like, oh, I don't bounce around, but, you know, I listed four games. Um, well, and, and not only that, like, I don't play a whole lot of craps. I mean, I'll put $20 into a machine, but, or not craps, uh, right. slots. Right. And, and you certainly enjoy slots quite a bit and if you count that and video poker and everything else i mean i think you bounce around quite a bit still yeah so i I mean part of me wonders if that's part of the appeal of slots is that there's a lot of baked in variety is that you can go from game to game and there's seemingly much different games even though they're basically (laughs) the same that way i see them as all the same but i wonder so i don't know the psychology of slot players like do they see it that way or not uh some slot player no i I can tell you for a fact that slot players do not see them as all the same. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't think I would think they would see mm-hmm. them as very like, to me, it's like slots are slots and whether yeah. it's penny slot. Like I'm, I, is, I see is, difference. Is between, that what you think, Craig? It is what I think. No. I mean, I think like three real slots are very different than penny slots with a hundred lines or whatever. But for the most part, like maybe I like some stupid slot with a bonus game better than some other slot, but the fun Dame fact, Lumberjack Beavers. Yeah, like the fun factor between playing like Damn Lumberjack Beavers and like, you know, Moolah or whatever it is. Seal the deal. Yeah, it's not really that different. <laughs> um, 
So I, I do think it's interesting. Like, I think there are a lot of people that we've interacted with that are like, I am a blackjack player or I am a craft. Like, crafts is my game. Like, that's what I play. And so it's just sort of interesting that I feel like, oh, I wish I played more games. But it seems like a lot of people sort of have the game that they like and they gravitate to and that's what they play. And maybe they know other games and they play them on the side, but, but they sort of like their mission is to go to the casino and and to throw dice or it's to play blackjack or whatever. So I don't know. Maybe I'm being weird in my desire to try other things, but I think it also sort of goes hand in hand with our wanting to casino hop and uh, I don't know. We like to do different stuff, I guess. Although I say that, but you will totally sit at a pie guy table at Harris, Las Vegas for hours on end. Oh. Only for a long enough break so to good. go to the Chipotle. Yes. Or the Panda Express. No, Chipotle. Sorry, no, no Where Panda I get Express. both meat and guacamole because I'm on vacation. <laughs> and I'm allowed to spend that extra $1.50 or whatever. <laughs> That's why I go to Qdoba because they don't charge you for the guacamole. Mm. I don't know if there's a Qdoba in Vegas. Probably is. It's a nationwide chain. It is probably not walkable from the Pygotiles table at Harris. It depends on your definition of walkable, Greg. Yeah, well, it's not walkable to get there and back in three minutes like you probably do. All right. So thanks to all of you guys for listening, both throughout 2017 and for those of you who have been here longer than that, uh, since, since you, whenever you picked up this program, uh, if you want to join us and many of our other listeners on our Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Uh, you can find all of our content at doforawin.com, which will include our upcoming best of 2017 content, which Greg will hopefully make a post about after it's done again. Yeah, sure. Sweet. You can consider find our podcast done. on, huh? I said, consider it done. All right. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio. Uh, you can reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or send them questions at do for a win at gmail.com. Any last thoughts? I've been horrible at responding to the email lately. So there are a couple in the inbox that I, that are just sitting there. So if, if really, those are you, yours, you haven't even told me about them. So yeah, if those are yours, I'm sorry, but uh, I'll get to them eventually. It's been the holidays and everything. have just been insane. So uh, <laughs> I have seen them. I know they're in the inbox. I'm meaning to reply, but I'm, I promise I'm not just ignoring you. Yeah. All right. Well, we will hopefully have another episode out next week with our best of 2017, assuming nothing else crazy comes down the, the pike news-wise. And uh, we'll talk to you guys then. Thank you very much. Uh, let me think of what we just yeah. talked about and what the segue should be. <laughs> So now that you've blathered on yeah. about your stupid trip. Speaking of things that are long-winded. <laughs> awesome. It would be even funnier if you were like, speaking of things that are long-winded. <laughs> 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 <laughs>